Welcome to another my Blue Bricks Real Estate podcast. The first episode of this two second episode was a crash course into cryptocurrency. We now know the basics. We know what Bitcoin is, what Ethereum is. Today we're doing the second episode and we're doing a crash course into how to apply it actually to the cryptocurrency, how to begin investing where to look for, how to do your risk analysis, which cryptocurrency is actually best for you, what your strategy is, is that short term, long term, and in the end, relevant for me and a lot of listeners to this podcast, we're going to relate it or connect it to real estate because cryptocurrency is also becoming a bigger term into the crypto, into the real estate space. For example, there are ETFs uh, and, and NFTs being created the that are that are used for funds that you can invest in and then they're investing in real estate and and why because you can trade that more you can sell it or buy it more easily or there's the metaverse well we're also talking about that that's towards the end of the show because we first need to know the basics the deep diving session and then apply to real estate so a lot of information this is again a very good episode make sure to Maybe also listen a couple of times to these two episodes, okay? That's for me as well. I'm not the expert in cryptocurrency, but one thing is for sure is that we cannot do without in the future of cryptocurrency. Yes or yes, this is going to play a big role in towards our society, in your environment, in whichever industry you're working or you're active, and for sure also in real estate. So I want to get to know everything there is, be not the expert but 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 have the information and the knowledge to apply it in then for whatever we're doing so make sure to sit tight relax and we're now going to the amazing show again let's go okay welcome everyone to another podcast real estate my blue bricks so this time uh, a little bit less real estate we're going to do the deep dive in the cryptocurrency topic that we touched upon last week. I'm together again with, with Adnan and Sergey, the faces that you Hello. now know from, from, from some episodes already. Good that you're here, guys. Everything fine? All good, all good. A little tired, but ready to go. <laughs> what you're not seeing, but what we did see is that Adnan uh, is not is not woken up for such a long time yet. But he said he can even talk about cryptocurrency in his dreams. So we're going to test him if he's, if he's ready. <laughs> let's go, let's go. <laughs> okay, yes. last week we talked a little about cryptocurrency, what it is, Bitcoin, Ethereum, uh, a crash course so that people can get up to speed. This week is meant to do more a deep dive in um, how to apply perhaps the investing part in cryptocurrency, how to, what are the risks involved. Um, and in the end, of course, I'm more in the real estate part and maybe you can also talk from your side, Sergey, if you have specific questions. I want mm-hmm. to link a little bit to real estate because cryptocurrency is finding its way to, to real estate as well. Uh, where to start? Uh, what do you say, Adnan? Where to start today? Um, yeah, I think I think uh, <clears throat> I think what is a natural kind of natural continuation from from the last uh, podcast we had about crypto is is how to actually get started, right? We talked a little bit a little bit more about the high level stuff, what really crypto is, what Ethereum is, Bitcoin. So I think we can <clears throat> a lot of questions I get at least from 
on our platform from crypto school first time i'm approaching someone is like how do i actually start this whole journey because mm-hmm. as, what i find as well is that if you have done if you have done if you've traded stocks or something like this before then it's a little bit more easier to get in you know like you'll know what an exchange is you'll know how it kind of works like on a, on a, on a simple level let's say but also there's a lot of new beginners who are doing crypto for the first times and hasn't done stocks right yeah so and i don't know how that is with your viewers but let's just start from very basic really how to start off and the way to start off is to find a place to actually trade crypto so this is my really first point i really want to talk to you guys about because it's not <clears throat> it's not choosing an exchange it's not the same as choosing your stock exchange for example in crypto mm-hmm. is very different and and that's because each crypto exchange they are modeled a little bit differently in, in terms of how they earn money right so in general what i would say is that to find the biggest four or five exchanges now why i say that before even choosing one is because there's a lot of exchanges out there which are not doesn't have all the security requirements they don't have the uh, even the let's say they are secure and they haven't been hacked but they don't have experience right because all of these exchanges they have actually been been alive for only two three years you know think about it a little bit like in in the banking system you know the banks they are they invest millions and millions of of euros in security right but banks mm-hmm. exist for such a long time think about it exchanges they they, <laughs> they exist just for a few years you know yeah. So we're still on that path. So, so first of all, choose five big one, and and how you can do that mm-hmm. without me listing the all of them is to go to a page called Coin Market Cap, for example. There's like statistics and everything, and then you can always um, you can always list the exchanges in terms of volume. Could right? you repeat that one? What is the name of that? Coin Market Cap. Okay. It's a web page which there's data. I use it actually. I use it once a day. Literally, when I wake up, I put coin coin uh, uh, market cap on because it gives me a really quick overview of what has been happening in the market. It has some nice data there. So, so do check that out. Now, now, why is it important to to look at different exchanges? Well, it depends what you're going to be trading, right? So, <laughs> one exchange might have this and this crypto. Another exchange might not have that. Mm-hmm. And then, and then you'll figure out another thing. You'll figure out, hey, I actually want to buy this specific crypto, and I want to buy it with US dollar. But actually, I cannot buy it with US dollar. I have to convert my US dollars. So probably most people here are converting it anyways to euros. But converting that to another crypto, let's say I need to buy Ethereum. Now I bought Ethereum, but I can only buy. I was looking at a crypto. This is not a financial advice, but it's called Vulcan Fort. It's a gaming crypto. You cannot buy that with USD. So I needed to change my USD to Ethereum and then buy with Ethereum. Mm. Ah, that's already from the Ethereum platform then. That, yeah. Uh, that they're adjusting to that platform to buy from Ethereum to okay. okay. A little bit, yeah. For me. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 so this is basically when that happens. Usually. Uh, that gaming, this Vulcan Forge, it's usually on the Ethereum platform, right? And this is something called ERC20. I don't want to go into too much depth, but basically it's a compatibility, right? Thing mm. that all all coins, all of these type of coins, were on Ethereum. Like we said, Ethereum is like an operating system. Mm-hmm. They're known as ERC20 tokens, meaning that they're all compatible. 
But going mm. back to the exchanges, right? So, so, so that's the first thing, right? Different exchanges. You have to think about that. Different exchanges has different type of coin offering. Of course, if we go on Binance, which is one of the biggest ones, they have most of them, right? Which I've, which I've, um, I've kind of figured out because they're expanding all the time. So that's number one thing. Uh, number one thing. Second thing, it's in terms of costs. That's one of the first thing we look at. What it'll cost. So some exchanges they'll tell you like. Hey, we don't have any commission. It's all free, right? But then they will hide it in the exchange rate. Mm. Some, 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 uh, some exchanges <clears throat> they don't have any fee to set things up. But once you're going to take out money, they might have a have a have a small fee, right? So as starting off, do your little bit of research on this thing. How are they structured? How are they actually earning money from you uh, on the exchanges? Can I ask you guys what uh, mm. what exchanges did you guys use? When or when you guys uh, started, or when you created for the first time, I personally I went with, uh, but back then I didn't know that much about cryptos, right? So uh, mm-hmm. anyway, yeah, yeah. like I remember back then there was a lot of uh, ads about it, but it was Etoro, mm-hmm. probably not the best one, um, but one of the, as I said, also like uh, in terms of uh, user friendliness and app, it was mm-hmm. really nice. It was very easy. Mm. So that, and you used the Toro also to do the um, stocks. Uh, also that, but also that functionality that they have that that you could look at what the other professional people were doing, yeah. right? So you could copy trading, exactly. right? That was the thing with exactly it. that. That was a good. That was also good. I didn't do that personally because then you're involved in a really like a, I I I I really went a little bit into it, you know. Uh, yeah. I still have it actually, but. Uh, yeah. So, so interesting. So eToro, it's I would say uh, eToro. So I haven't used eToro personally, but I've done my analysis on the eToro. I played around with it. I set up accounts and stuff. So eToro yeah. is a. I think it's a great way to start off, like for someone, because they have everything at one place. It feels. I mean, one of the things eToro is trying to do, and they're doing it well, I guess, is to create the biggest like investor community. You know, like mm. they're trying to do that, exactly. and that's why they have things like copy trading, uh, which is kind of unique, but. I wouldn't be doing copy trading from for for using that for crypto you know, uh, yeah. at all. Yeah, <laughs> at, this, at this moment, no. I have the impression they kind of uh, they try to gamify the trading. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like that, yeah, like Let's make it like a competition and see the rankings, and then oh, this tomorrow today I'm second one. Oh, like I lost five uh, five places, whatever in that ranking or whatever it is. You know, like mm. so they try to like make it as a game. Um, but I guess this is for people that are not, uh, you know, professional traders. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and honestly, like the, 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 anyways, what one thing you have to realize that all of these exchanges that you will see, they better be user friendly, right? Because no one is a really is a professional no. crypto trader, right? Yeah. You can say you can. I can always say about me that okay, I've been trading or I've been buying stocks and and doing different investments for fifteen years over fifteen years, but I haven't been trading crypto. So there's not a lot of mm-hmm. professional crypto traders, right? Mm-hmm. We'll talk a little bit more about it later, uh, but yeah. Going back to that, right? So, so you said Etoro. Etoro is a nice place to start off with. Mm-hmm. What I, why I say to choose the exchange. What happened to me during my in the beginning? I chose one exchange. Then I realized this exchange only has X amount of crypto. Then I went to another exchange. So what happened? What I realized that I kind of started to have few different exchanges that I'm using. Right. One thing I'm using it is is to actually use it, but another reason i'm using it is to rate it to give it a little bit feedback what i feel because this is what i um mm-hmm. give advice on so so 
know your know so basically with exchange know the costs know what kind of availability of crypto that they have um what's also nice when you start off is that many of these exchanges they have some kind of bonus some kind of uh, thing to get you started which is always nice to start off with as a as a new beginner mm-hmm. okay so now we've let's say we have chosen chosen an exchange now right next thing is to actually next question would be okay what should i buy right mm-hmm. what should i buy and that comes into into analysis so to to get this conversation i want to ask you guys like what you guys are investing in crypto um if you i don't know if you have invested in one or two crypto and i think i asked, we talked a little bit about it but what you guys i think we talked a little bit about ethereum no i think so, you guys and i can say as well mm-hmm. i'm sitting, sitting on ethereum what made you choose to buy ethereum like why what why, what was interesting about ethereum should i go yeah so yeah um first of all just very simple is that the second biggest mm. and then also of course what you were saying the last time is that it is interesting to know that there will be a lot of functionalities at one point that you can do with the ethereum coin more than that more than broadly knowing that that could mm. be or that is already taking place i have no idea mm-hmm. uh, what i did more bitcoin ethereum uh, then um I had some smaller ones. I had Neo at one point that went well, and then went completely down. Uh... Can I ask you, Erwin, how did you? You said you, you told said now, right? You chose Ethereum because of the size and things like that. Where so what? What sources uh, did you read? Like was that news, more like business news type of thing? Was it a specific book? Was it a recommendation? Like how did you get to that decision? Yeah, it was uh, was some podcast. Some podcasts some I was podcast. listening to it, and then they were talking about about Neo. To be really honest, is that uh, it's more following what is being said than really doing a deep analysis. And that is with with stocks. Then, for example, if you're doing it at a company, then yes, you do a more elaborate analysis of why you're investing in that in that company. With with mm. with the cryptocurrency, it's just my knowledge mm. doesn't reach to really the understanding why. Uh, mm. It's just them following some advices, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know how it's for you, sir, but yeah, actually very similar, very similar. Mm. But you know what? For example, I, I, as you said, I went to read the news a little bit what people say. Um, I remember I went on the website of Ethereum mm. and I simply read what are the, you know, what is their strategy, like what what is their vision, Amazing. and I. And yeah, and I discovered some of the things that I didn't know. For example, you know, the smart contracts and for artists. And I didn't know that Ethereum could be a platform for all of these things, you know? Mm, and I mm. said, hmm, well, actually, you know, Bitcoin is a currency that it's just a trade. It's a currency, right? That you would be able to purchase things or exchange things with. But Ethereum, I saw as much more than that, as a platform that has a lot of potential. Mm. So many things could arise from Ethereum. And this is where I was um, I was uh, ready to make my risks, my bets on Ethereum, saying, "Hey, I'll put a little bit on on it because because there's so many things that could arise from that platform. You know, that so many <clears throat> nice things that could come from it." To be honest, just to con- just to summarize, there, there's just just so much information. There's just I so know. little knowledge, 
yeah. uh, and I don't understand shit yeah. actually. Of yeah. then when uh, even when I'm reading reading the description of a coin or a cryptocurrency <coughs> on the platform, then they're doing this and this and that is then stake and proof. Uh, it's confusing. I have it's I so, have yeah. no it's, idea. Yeah. It's so much buzzwords, there's so much like jargon. I, I know it's super confusing. But what I always say, always say the number one thing you should be doing, whichever crypto you're looking at or whatever, is to something similarly that you did, Sergey, is to go to their website and download their white paper. Okay. Mm-hmm. So white paper is the project's paper, right? So that's the number one thing you should do. Like I was checking out a white paper. Uh, two days ago or something of a crypto called Polkadots, which is one of the really bigger ones. Oh, yeah. And and that white paper was, it was like a 21 or 22 pager. I always say that if you're going to invest more than a thousand euros in something, you better have a little better understanding than the average person. The first thing you can do is to go to the web page of the of the um, of the crypto project go to their white paper like like you said in the white paper you're going to find who are the owners the vision of the developers what are some of the milestones um you will find again strategies marketing strategies everything you'll find right because the thing is that what i what i have experienced with now is that a lot of people are coming to me they're starting to write read this white paper right but they don't really understand they're they're not really understanding everything that's going on and i'm and i say read it once and a lot of things you will not understand immediately, which is fine. But you know this word, for example, I don't know, uh, it could be uh, parachains for polka dots. Like so someone not understand what is parachain, is, but that word will come up uh, if you're following this crypto. You it will come up, and you'll start learning by little. So give yourself a good mm-hmm. fundamental uh, to to invest time. You know you gotta, uh, you know, in everything in life. The, the better you understand something, the less risky it is, right? And crypto's view so risky. Do the basics, huh? because right. like like I, like I see uh, and I asked you guys a little bit, right? You, you, you did it because of podcasts or some media, but take responsibility for anyone out there for your own mm. education within it, right? So that's mm. like the first thing. So so that means like, okay, uh, so that doesn't mean that you're going to be reading hundreds of, 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 of uh, crypto projects, right? Of this white paper. This also doesn't make sense. So in, in crypto, you have to think about what kind of investor you want to be first of all in when you're starting off the normal thing is to have a long-term strategy right so you're there you're you're there you have a strong belief in the technology you're there long term right in terms of that we are using typically more fundamental analysis so so that's more uh, going deep into this white paper which i which i just talked about um but we don't really care about all the noise in the market right because we're long term there's going to be a lot of noise the merge is coming up this is coming but actually if you're really long term you in a way are wasting your time by listening to noise if it doesn't benefit you right mm-hmm. in terms of this specific goal so 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 that should be approach uh, that that is like one approach and what is long term you can do uh, a one-time purchase, right? You do a lump sum and you pay, or you can do something called a dollar cost average strategy. I'll talk a little bit more about it later, right? So that's like two long-term uh, ways. Then you have a little bit midterm, which you could, which we call kind of like a swing trading. So you're following the swings in the market. So you're following both the fundamentals, so what's happening, news, events, but also you're following following the technical uh indicators so here you're using technical analysis and then you have more specific like more frequent high frequent trading like day trading but let's go back to what is the most normal what we see is which is the which is the 
um, a DCA strategy or buying one-time thing, one one-time lump, one lump sum. We talked a little bit about this last time, I think, um, the benefits and and the disadvantages of, of it. But I always say that if you are if you are if you're a long-term thing, why not minimize your risk uh, as much as you can rather than mm-hmm. just buying one-time thing, right? Again, mm-hmm. again, if you bought yeah. if you if you bought now and you bought I think in two, 2017, like end of 2017, you would have pretty much the same price on Bitcoin, right? Mm-hmm. So it's important to important to do to to do little by little right but then again okay what what kind of analysis do i use so obviously you're not going to use technical analysis what we see is super important which is different from the stock market and the crypto market is social media the the role of social media in this and why is that i we talked about again a little bit last time it's because internet exists exists right people communicate people are 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 talking etc etc right so 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 this is what we call sentimental and sentiment analysis right so actually looking at what people are saying what is the vibe in the market among mm. people who are basically talking investors so that's another yeah. thing that we that we look at and obviously we don't i don't do specific analysis individually on this there's some really cool web pages uh, you can use free ones to look at this but it's super interesting right you want to get a little bit the vibe of the of the um, of the market or specific crypto so with this sentimental analysis you're using that in combination with fundamentals so like i said you're going to look at the white paper and then the second thing inside the white paper you will have the the, the owner's uh, vision etc but one thing is super key here is something we call tokenomics and this is basically understanding the economics of the token okay mm. this is super important this is inside the white paper so I'm going to explain this as simply as possible, hopefully. But unlike in unlike in in in, in stocks, right? The how the developers or the, the the CEOs of these crypto projects, how they give out coins out to the market can differ. Okay. So as we know about Bitcoin, Bitcoin has a max amount of coins of 21 million, and right now they're circulating like 19 million something and they have mm-hmm. a system how to release those coins right what is advantage of that you are you are again it's the inflation question right this is bitcoin mm-hmm. is going to become pretty much very valuable uh in terms of um, when it becomes more and more scarce now you have other coins which has has also um or has an unlimited supply right that can be other coins as well but what's really important when you're looking at a market value of a crypto, you always will be looking at what we call a circulating supply. Again, I talked about uh, this webpage called Coin Market Cap. Uh, you can go in there and you can see all of these numbers on a specific coin. So, so, um, um, so we have the circulating supply. This is the basically the apply uh, supply which is available in the market, which is out there right now. So if you times that with the current price of crypto, 
then you have the true market value, right? What's circulating? Mm-hmm. Now, why is a company or a project, why are they holding up some crypto? It might be different things, but those answers you will figure out in the white paper, why they have a certain distribution. So understanding distribution mm-hmm. is important when doing your analysis. Why? Because if you know that everything is out there already, okay, the scarcity is already coming in, or maybe you'll figure out that this specific crypto, their supply will come out in the next 50 years. Okay, am I going to make an investment decision based upon that? Am I going to be in this 50 years? I mean, that's an impossible question to ask, right? But these are things that you need to be aware of because yeah. the economy of the token, how it's distributed, because as we know in the market, it's all about demand and supply. That's this is how it works. How is this, uh, how these, uh, how the supply is disparate is strategically a key on how to understand what is going on in the crypto right mm. so white paper and really looking at the at the token tokenomics of of uh, of things hey what can change that for example what if they are putting out some batches from time to time what is that, mm-hmm. is that then influencing a lot the price i think most likely then? yeah so we can we can talk about we can talk about um, bitcoin so they have something every four year four year called the Bitcoin uh, halving, halving, halving. But yeah, they, they have, the, they have the, the, the amount of these so-called, like we mentioned, these validators, right, who are validating transactions. The money they're getting is being halved, hmm. basically. And what happens is that the, at the Bitcoin is getting released little by little. Like I said, 19 million is, I think it's like 19.2, you know, something like this, which is out now. That the remaining two million, it will happen over a period of almost hundred years. Mm. So, so it's not like mm. it's going to be happening uh, happening tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But what effect does okay. that have? What does that effect have? It makes a a for Bitcoin, it makes it scarce, basically. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, speaking about this uh, strategy of uh, investing, I don't know you are, but there, but I, I didn't really plan. I didn't well actually I didn't really know what was my strategy exactly was you know yeah. when I bought some, some bitcoins like and of course in that sort of in this kind of technology because what we discussed before it's a very early stage investing in a long term makes sense right mm-hmm. but I have the impression like most of the people everyday people I mean that understand a little bit and they're like kind of followers or maybe they did some of the research themselves but they invest uh, mid-term or short-term. Right? Mm. They see this, uh, whatever, uh, uh, you mentioned social media, like Elon Musk tweeting about a, a certain coin, then they, they, they jump on it, you know, they think mm. it's gonna boom and because they're gonna, they all want to make millions in a few months, right? Yeah. What, what, what is what is your uh, what is your what is your view on that and what's maybe before you going in there I don't know, is, is that maybe also because the coins are so volatile, right? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. somebody says something, the 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 value is just jumping up like crazy. Of course, in a company, yeah. Well, you, we all know HP. We have been working there. In a company, some messages mm. can be, and they did that something, right? So, yeah, no, super yeah, supercomputer yeah, yeah. they were talking yeah. about. So the super influencing the 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 stock, but you know, it is not just such a volatile, quick, instant message that it can just jump up the the stock from I don't know, what was it, twenty to thirty? And with with these currencies, cryptocurrency, yeah. it, it can happen. So 
you also don't want to lose a lot of money and well of course you want to win a lot of money and it looks like it was kind of possible and it's still mm, kind, yeah. of, kind of like yeah. that so it's also inviting you a lot to be looking more at the short term than the rather long term i don't absolutely. know at least how i'm feeling i don't know what no, no, absolutely. And I'll share a little bit what I'm doing at the moment, just for you to have a clear picture. Just a side note, what the fuck happened to the supercomputer in HP? <laughs> <laughs> that I didn't hear for years. No I think it's still in production, man. <laughs> it's in production. Okay, okay, okay. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> the supercomputer. Anyways, uh, yeah, so, so absolutely, you know, I am talking to you guys now a little bit more, you know, what I would do, I wouldn't try to do do short term and you can i mean you can try to go because there's so much volatility so for for us like what i'm really doing is that i'm probably i'm probably investing at all times i'm sitting 80 percent of my crypto invested capital in long-term project 80 percent 20 percent of that time i'm in short-term projects and literally i'm talking about on a weekly basis and stuff like that i'm not doing day trading or anything but I'll, I'll stay, like I said, the second type of investor, a little bit swing trading, checking mm-hmm. what's market happening. Absolutely. I mean, you can make good money there because of the volatility, right? But that mm-hmm. also means that you better have a good understanding of the basics because when we talk about volatility, we're talking about coins which are much lower uh, on the list in terms of market cap, right? Just smaller, right. smaller coins. It's like, it's like I had a question the other day. So, what needs to be done for Bitcoin to, to go above hundred thousand if market market is good, right? It's not a small little news. Like if you have, let's say, there comes out a news about I don't know something within gaming, a small company gaming project will boost, right? But Bitcoin is a big dog now, right? It's a big mm-hmm. project now. You're not going to be able to have small news affecting it like directly, like boom, you know, one. Yeah. So what you need is some sort of sign of uh, of mass adoption. So what could it be if, if for example, let's say uh, in China, they allow Bitcoin again, right? For example, let's say, hmm. wow, imagine the population of China is now trading trading Bitcoins. This would be a huge boost for, for, uh, for Bitcoin, right? Like a big player. But so you see the levels of volatility are different depending because yeah. you you look at the you look at the list man you see the market the, the market caps of the top 10 but after that it just starts shrinking a lot and that's why it's super volatile but absolutely like taking advantage of these beautiful waves which are coming uh, i mm-hmm. think it's 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 something that i do and i enjoy it myself you know yeah. I, I really enjoy it but that also means that you need another level of understanding yes but also that you're that you understand what is really going on, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, actually, I actually did, uh, I, I earned some money on Bitcoin actually volatility because up to a year ago, two years ago, it was very volatile also. Mm. Like, I mean, volat- I, when I'm thinking volatility, it's like 10, it was 10% a day, which is a lot, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a lot, but you can, you can make a lot of... Uh... Hey, I, I just have a, a question about actually um, one step back. You spoke about the platforms. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because I know how the uh, conventional st- trading, stock trading platform work. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you, I and other people that put some money in those crypto platforms. Um, I, I just, I don't know if you know that, but do you know, do you know how it exactly works? What is a platform, a trading crypto platform is doing with the crypto you know how how are they securing it how are they trading it 
mm. what is exactly happening there because it's not it's not it's not the money it's not like uh, stocks right mm. um yeah is it uh, is it computers running behind data centers that they have is it what what yeah good question man i think this is a super important question and i always say this i always say the number best thing you can do after you bought your crypto is to secure your crypto right and it goes to security your question amazing question man um so how crypto works is that we crypto is living on the blockchain okay mm -hmm. now when when i'm buying something from from let's just say etoro okay etoro i'm buying crypto from etoro so now i don't really know how etoro works but it should mm -hmm. work as the other mm -hmm. exchanges when they when they are when they are when i'm buying let's say i'm buying some bitcoin through them it means that i'm buying some bitcoin but it is stored on their what we call a wallet let's call it electronic wallet okay yeah. just to make things simple although it's not actually a wallet but let's say that every these exchange they have a wallet so mm -hmm. their crypto it's on their wallet and eToro themselves they say hey this is Adnan's uh, Adnan's crypto right mm -hmm. so this is how it works the problem with that it's one thing one thing is asking about okay so how are they storing it it's actually they're just having it in a wallet right so basically mm -hmm. each wallet has what we call a key a private key okay now now if you just are buying the, the bitcoin you're putting them on eToro okay fine and that's it actually those keys the those uh, crypto it's not yours legally they're not yours because crypto has no name attached to it the only thing with crypto you can say it's my is because you have a wallet number or hey this right. belongs to me it's not attached right. name or or any other data right so so basically you're saying to these crypto guys hey you know what you're actually just storing by crypto for me uh and it's your responsibility but mm -hmm. the number one problem threat to the crypto thing uh crypto is is attacks and what we talk about exchanges getting uh getting hacked right mm -hmm. and, and 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 you know it's like it's even the biggest ones they're getting there they've been getting hacked right? right so this is what i'm saying it's a huge huge problem therefore we have a saying in crypto not your not your keys not your coins basically you don't own the key to the even though it's on your platform it's your name yeah. when you log in but it's not really yours so the number one tips i always have is to buy your own wallet your own wallet and then once you've purchased your crypto transfer it to the to your wallet the exchange okay. will obviously take a little fee because yep. you're removing value from their platform to another platform right. or whatever mm -hmm. but this is the best thing you can do because it's 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 ridiculous how much how much how much hacking and things are happening like but it's also, really ridiculous also reality is that very few have wallets no like very few small investors i mean if you have a thousand euros you don't really think about creating a wallet no. and all these things man no but you because, know because yeah. we also associated with uh, the with the with the standard trading because when you buy a stock it's yours right yeah yeah Single, exactly like, yeah so legally we, it's yours yeah we we think it's Not in the that. same probably the same way right we we purchase a crypto at ours but actually you know yeah yeah it's, it's, it's it, more complicated it, than that exactly so 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 it's always it's the crypto it belongs wherever that whoever has access to that address you know i always say it like this if i can put it a little bit metaphorically so think about like blockchain you think about 
it's like a, i don't know a wall of with safes you know like mm-hmm. you have mm-hmm. the bank in the old days you would like put something yeah. valuable yeah so you have safes and actually everyone can see those safes but everyone doesn't have access to it the only way you can have access access to the safe is through a key right mm-hmm. and this is what i'm saying by creating your own by buying your own wallet you now have control to that key the the, the exchange doesn't have no one else you are the one uh, uh, controller advantage disadvantage so i'll tell you so yeah a lot of people won't think like yeah a thousand euros and i put i will just forget about it but mm-hmm. if and especially if that thousand euros became 500 euros right if they lost money on it but on the other side if that thousand euros became now 20,000 euros i'm sure you're gonna get some they'll get the ass moving to secure them yeah. right it's, yeah. it's a different mentality so yeah. so follow what's going on like in the things but but mm. storing of your crypto it's the it's the number one thing because it's such a huge problem this is what's happening there's so much scams out there so i, I want to touch upon a few different type of scams before before going down that so how can yeah. it get more into value because if you then take it out of the platform and store mm-hmm. it more in your own private wallet it is yeah. still invested and it can grow right or it cannot grow anymore when you when you yeah 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 so think about it let's hypothetically say i move one bitcoin uh, one bitcoin which i bought one bitcoin let's say it's worth 60000 right i moved it from the from the exchange to my wallet right now mm-hmm. This I still owe one Bitcoin, right? It can fall 50% and be half of that price, that it will be half. Then yeah. the market price of it can go double. I still have one Bitcoin. So so it's the market price. It's it's not like it has mm-hmm. a value growth inside, but it's the market deciding yeah. how much this one Bitcoin that I own, how much that's uh, how much that is worth, right? Okay, so e- either on a big big platform or in your own wallet, doesn't matter. It can grow, it can, can go less. Okay, it's just more secure. Okay, you're it's now, more secure. You're now going to explain some things that I think has been happening, but <clears throat> are you going to explain explain also how you can protect yourself then as a smaller investor, or how yeah. to get that wallet? Yeah, yeah. So, 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 so that's a good question. I always say that it depends, of course, it's a little bit like the exchanges, not all wallets covers all crypto, right? So if you, for example, have uh, Bitcoin, they have to make sure that a specific wallet, it's Bitcoin compatible, right? Because if you're sending a some Bitcoins to a, let's say Ethereum, only Ethereum compatible, it's not going to happen, right? And nothing really happens. So right. you don't have one wallet, private wallet that you can send just all your cryptocurrency to? Yeah, so so this is my this is my suggestion. So there's two crypto wallets out there. One is called Trezor. Uh, Trezor is really good for for um, like Ethereum uh, and a little bit the bigger cryptos. So that one is really good. That one I think it's cost retail price if you order it, it's around like sixty bucks for the basic uh, for the basic model. But is it and a physical thing then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I have I have wallets in the other room. I'm not gonna bring them, but yeah, it's a physical device, exactly. Okay, it's a physical device. So that one is good for that. And then one, another one where I like to use is Ledger. Now Ledger has uh, you can put different types of crypto, like different types. So as as a private person, just for your job to check out what kind of wallet uh, covers which type of crypto. But check a Ledger yeah. and Trezor yeah. first because they typically cover most of the. Sure. Big ones. Nah, but uh, it, that raises another like tons of questions. Like, who yeah. is, uh, what is the, how is the wallet secured? 
like on which platform or which technology is running a wallet. Yeah, yeah. So that we can go super deep on. I don't want to go too deep, yeah, no, and I also yeah. don't know too technical about the technical parts. But one thing, one thing, what I what I would, if someone has those similar questions, like check out, check out. First of all, read about them, but check out like mm. what is their history with. Uh, <laughs> with uh with with uh, getting hacked and things like yeah. that you know yeah yeah, yeah. check yeah, out exactly. the history behind yeah. it but like the technical part like i won't be able to yeah, i'm not yeah, that yeah. techie it's yeah. too technical yeah and by the way um your crypto school is in norwegian at the moment it's an norwegian was, yeah uh, was a clear decision from you to focus on the norwegian market any people that are listening to this and would like to get your advice could they also get some information or some pack things that you're doing content in, in English? um i think i think i think at the moment no uh, it is really for the norwegian market uh, at the moment the reason being is that uh, it's just an amazing market to be in from from a personal point of view and you're norwegian. Um, i'm norwegian culturally all of all of these things um but if there are some people who are interested you know what i would do is i would like if they're interested and they reach out or something, tell them to shoot me a message on, on, on Instagram or something like this. And if I see in the future, there's something bigger then maybe I will offer something. But at mm-hmm. the moment now for the Norwegian market. Yeah, yeah. And your Instagram that is crypto, <laughs> crypto, crypto school. <laughs> so it's crypto school in Norwegian, basically crypto Norwegian. with a K mm-hmm. was school. It's called the crypto I'll school. I'll put it in the show notes that people can, uh, cool, cool, cool. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, so, the next point I want to talk a little bit about talking about security and stuff. It's about scams and stuff. So how can you protect yourself? Mm. How, this is like so important. How can you protect yourself in this wild market where there's there are criminals, there are people who's trying to screw you over every day. Yeah, it happens, and especially because our knowledge within the crypto space it's just limited because of the time we've been in here, right? So 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 there's so many things that they can be attacking, right? So there was a so there's many different type of scams. First thing, always like it's it sounds super basic, but I'm gonna go there. If you are part of an exchange, like if you get an email from an exchange asking for more information from you, personal information, there should be a red flag uh, coming up on your mind, right? Your exchanges will never do that. So what a lot of scammers do, right? They'll this is like email scam, like typical email scam, but you have to be aware of it. It's like you know they will send you. Let's say, let's say um, they're trying to cover up for Binance. So they will send you an email from, I don't know, Binance.com. I don't know, email list or something like that. And say, hey, we're asked for this information. You give them your address to some kind of uh, to address to your to your private keys or any other type of thing. They can use and abuse it. OK, they're just mm-hmm. like you start Googling that. They're just <laughs> enough stories. So I won't yeah. talk about that now yeah. here. Another thing is, you know, like <laughs> it's, it, it's interesting. I'm getting retargeted this ad uh, ad uh, about crypto where there's a guy who is showing as Elon Musk. I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's a super scam. He's showing up as Elon Musk and he's talking about, yeah, I created, uh, you know, I created SpaceX, the boring company, blah, blah, blah. But now I'm doing my big next big thing, which is uh, called, uh, what do they call it? Quantum quantum trading or something like that and basically it's a face of elon musk because now you have the technology that you can do the voice and the face yeah the deep and him fake, deep, deep fake yeah, yeah deep, exactly yeah. exactly and they're doing that i was in shock when i saw this so i i pressed it because i'm curious what the fuck and you go there and you just see 
that there is no about us. It's just a complete scam. But it can take two seconds huh, that you get a really hot offer or whatever. And it takes two seconds to get screwed. Mm-hmm. And there's enough, again, enough stories about, about these things. So, so, mm-hmm. he, so there was one thing about Elon Musk. Uh, one big thing which happened was someone had created a, a Twitter account. It just looks like Elon Musk. You know, maybe they call it Elon Musk the original or something. And they posted out some... Um, a tweet saying that hey the first 10 people who are who are sending their address uh their wallet address to us uh will get x amount of i don't know it was bitcoin or ethereum in your wallet so people start jumping that they see first of all i they believe it's elon musk saying it you know one check of uh, of, of 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 trusting second of all he's putting the time pressure right <laughs> like this is like classical sales they put the time pressure only 10 people Boom, and then people went went on. They gave the fucking wallet address, and they're like waiting, waiting, waiting for the the crypto yeah. to come. You know, still waiting. still waiting, and then they suddenly see that whatever they had in in their wallet from before, they gave the wallet address, and no, sorry, not the address. They gave the private key. So again, they gave it gave away the key to someone, and they got yeah. completely screwed. You know, mm. so it's, yeah, it's yeah. like it's like this. Boss, just be like aware of the small which we kind of say basic but it's not always so basic right it can happen and especially i can imagine that my parents who are in a different generation could totally could totally get screwed by something like this i was going to mention this did you know about this technology in the deep fake yeah yeah so this is crazy you know like it's uh the person talks talks says something you know presidents and stuff like this and you don't know if it's true or not so but also you know i was thinking obviously like this is the the fraud uh, today in the everywhere it's like a big elephant in the room that nobody speaks about actually you know mm. uh, and uh, you know people will say well you know yeah crypto is so complicated it's uh, this wallets and stuff you know no, nobody knows actually what how it works I will keep my money in my bank account mm. but but I there's so many scams going on 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 banks, on people, you know, private people receiving messages. We all receive those uh, messages, right? From Amazon, uh, your package is arriving, click on this link, uh, da 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 da. I don't have any package arriving, like, what are you talking about? Like a weird number send, sending me from like uh, somewhere else. Oh. They, they, and, and people lose literally thousands of euros uh, in, in hacks, in fraud from their bank account. And the, the banks are not able simply to protect people, mm. right? Because yeah. amounts are so small, it's it's not worth for them to 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 go after a few thousand euros, which mm-hmm. for you maybe it's a lot. So people have this uh, misconception that all oh, banks is super secure. It's actually not that secure, you know. Mm. The scammers are getting more and more sophisticated, and especially for older generations, it must be a hell now, you know. Like uh, it looks like a, uh i don't know ing website ing yeah. bank website it's not an ing website you know it's ing.com but behind it it's, it's just a fake page behind it is completely different links and you input your information there and then you're just and it's on trace like it's it's really a big thing you know so it's not more secure i would say in your bank account even though maybe but not that much more secure you know one thing to add there maybe is that we are having some some shared email addresses within the company and then yeah because comp- it happens sometimes to company as well and then i'm sharing some email addresses with other people and then 
Mm-hmm. We need to rely that everyone is taking the same care and not clicking on the same emails that we're all getting. Mm-hmm. And then one mm-hmm. mistake or one just small thing, yeah. these are happening. Okay, nice. Let's, Adnan, thanks for everything. Let's get it, let, let's, let's, let's get it back and apply it a little bit to real estate, okay? Um, cryptocurrency people are thinking to apply it in some way that you can pay or purchase cryptocurrency uh, the uh, real estate in at one point with cryptocurrency um, some other people are now starting some real estate with NFTs NFTs then are the well, again, I don't, I'm not an expert in that, but NFTs are more, the, it's more images, right? Images or things that, that, that represent... Ownership. Ownership. Ownership, ownership, ownership I would say. images, right? Mm. It doesn't have to be images, but images is one part, yeah. Okay. So, 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 so what you're saying, like NFTs for non-fungible token, right? That's what it stands for. So fungibility means that you can change something, basically, right? Just to, just to make for your readers, you know, everyone can have the Mona Lisa, Everyone can have it printed out. There's one original, right? So every so the, everything else, it's it's pr- pretty much fungible. You can change it, about, but you can never change the original picture. If you change the original picture now, let's say on Mona Lisa, you put a third eye, <laughs> the value is going to drop, right? Yeah. It's just, you know, so, so that's what it means that you have ownership of something which is, you cannot really change it. Yeah. And, uh, and that it also then you can apply it to a real estate fund, for example, right? So people are now starting funds as NFTs and then you mm-hmm. can invest in that NFT or fund and then become part of what they're doing. And then mm-hmm. you're investing in real estate. Have you heard about that? Yeah, something similar. I mean, there, you know, there, <laughs> it's so open this space, uh, what's happening with also within real estate. So, so what you're talking about is more about uh, companies creating funds in real estate. And basically, what, where where are these funds invested? They're invested in 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 uh, in real estate in what we call the metaverse. Metaverse. So yeah. I don't want to talk too much and jump onto it because this is quite deep. But we know the Facebook they changed the name to Meta, right? So basically, think about a, a world where you can you can both uh, interact with the real world, but also in the virtual world, and it kind of merges together. An example of this is exactly what we're doing right now, right? We're having a conversation, you know, we're almost just like sitting in the same room, but we're physically not in the same room, right? But we can have still that same kind of level of conversation. Physical physical is not a barrier. So, so this is a metaverse, right? So these metaverses within these spaces, it's almost like a population, you know? There are things growing there, there are casinos growing there, there are buildings growing there, there are smaller cities growing there right and because this is growing and 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 it has some kind of value people are now starting to buy property within these spaces right interesting thing so so what i want to say before going go further is that what's the problem now again super early but there's way too many different worlds you know there's not one metaverse you know there's not one world where everyone Mm. can chill there's only different ones at the moment and, but in one of these metaverses, it's very interesting because there's companies like Adidas and, and all of the different companies who are, you know, who need advertised space because there's so many people there. There's so many people who are there, you know, whether that's gamers, whatever, where there are people, there's value to sell something. Now, now, if you want to sell something, have it on a poster, on a building, well, that's going to increase the value of a building, right? So now people are starting to buy uh, buildings within the metaverse. I've, I don't have experience with it. I've... I've heard 
via via a guy who who who's actually doing that only you know it's very high risk stuff but it's it's very simple like in real real estate if there if you're on a location and there's people around the location you have value right like you know real estate location 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 it's the same thing in metaverse but how much value does it bring that's the big question now these funds that you're talking about i think it's some doing something something like this i'm not sure because i don't have complete insight but that is super interesting you have like big celebrities that you're like snoop dog who bought a he bought a property in a metaverse called axie infinity it's a metaverse and it's like there's lots of brands there already there's there's people are interacting there and stuff so basically it's it's a it's a it's a it's a world which is a cross between digital and reality and which is having a value and therefore it's having a value and we know in real estate a lot it's of all artists. about location yeah a lot of artists a lot of artists uh, yeah it becomes a lot like of artists. a sims then right sims that you that you played at the kind of that idea then in the end, right? a bit a bit a bit i mean i mean i mean i really if you guys want to if you guys ever i don't know if you have experienced it i experienced it recently with vr and uh, all of this thing it's it's super interesting but it's so early stage it's so mm. early stage but there's huge potential hence facebook yeah, yeah. <laughs> changing just their even mm. name to meta there's a reason so there's, yeah. there's a reason there's a reason things happen yes and so many people also also like playing video games you know and that is uh, a potential market for maybe metaverse right in a I, virtual world because that's, that's going next level right it's not just one particular game with one particular setup of things it's yeah just an open space like a little bit like gta but like completely the ne next level where yeah, yeah. you have your life you know? yeah yeah no for sure I, and, and i i think this is a big driver so gaming within crypto is like a big driver it's because it's because there's so the the market itself for gaming and things like that kids yeah. Is, I, you know, I don't know if I promote metaverse because it basically means that you are moving your body less and you're being mm. more front of the computer, right? Yeah. But that's basically what what is it's what is happening. going towards. It's already happening, right? With just with internet, right? <laughs> but but yeah. with with metaverse, uh, is that was one of the use case was also like architecture, right? For real estate, uh, mm -hmm. for example, creating. Uh, was it like for architects a way for 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 virtually creating a building and see if it's resistant or something because you can apply the same physical forces and stuff like that and see if you know your wall is standing if that building can can be like that like this whole thing with the for architects actually mm. can be uh, i don't have insight on that uh mm. yeah but potentially can be it's being used in so many ways you know even 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 in real estate just to have a little little point here you know even we talked about ethereum and smart contracts right mm. you can even apply smart contracts so, uh in yeah. in real estate deals yeah so there was then a little bit the nfts the funds are going towards that so for sure the metaverse and also because these stakes or shares in nft are very more flexible to be trading to get in mm. to get out yeah. instead of normal funds that normally you're in there and then your stake, you need to sell it to somebody else. And it's quite difficult to then sell another or find another buyer. And, and that's then yep. also one mm. of the things. Guys, um, we're getting to the end. We're getting to the end. Good, good talks about uh, a lot of cryptocurrency, yeah, was... a lot of insights. <laughs> nice. I'm sure that people will learn a lot from this. 
this has been the second series of the two-part series. The first time was Crash Course. Now was a deep dive in the cryptocurrency, how you can use it, how you can analyze it, where if at any point you're listening to this and you have more questions, especially them for you this time, Adnan, feel free to reach out. I will put your Instagram page in the in the notes and, um, and that is all good. Guys, thanks again for your knowledge, for your energy. We... We are signing off. Okay, guys. See you Ciao. soon again. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. Thank you.